0: Welcome to Salon Nerds Podcast. We do recaps, reviews, and breakdowns of your favorite TV shows and movies. Yo, 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 it's
1: Salon Nerds. My name is a.k.a. Watson, Gene, I'm my boy, Chad. We are an Inclusive podcast app focuses on the voices that are ignored. We are all nurse here. Thank you to all our supporters. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and give us a good review.
0: We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth we made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our
2: backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the
1: end, what will I become?
0: Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2.
1: Play it now with Game Pass. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neebs, aka Watch with Neebs, and I'm here with my co host, Jazz, aka DJ Lube. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm dead. I'm oh, dead. man. Y- you want to give the viewers some context or listeners some context? No, I don't want to give no. them any context. No, okay, fine. We'll give them context. So basically, <laughs> I was
0: tweeting out the Jazz episode. Ordered, uh 55 gallons of blue <laughs> off Amazon for $4,000. <laughs> whoa (laughs) you've seen those drums on Amazon it's really funny that like they did it for marketing obviously right but like one company sells like a 55 gallon of lube and then they also sell like a like a bigger container that you need to help bring on like a palette and it's like four times the volume. It's wild.
1: No way. I didn't yeah. even know that. No, the, the reason I said DJ Lube is because I had a typo when I was tweeting out the episode. I was like, oh, we're doing a live recap and I accidentally wrote Lube Recap.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which might, we might get a lot more viewers today. So I don't know if people are trying to come in and trying to see what Lube <laughs> recaps are oh man so we'll see (laughs) um oh we got ruby in the comments hey what's up ruby how are you doing she she is excited that razzy is back razzy welcome back uh, to our show
3: thank you you have not seen the last of me
1: i know oh that's clever because you were on on the last of me episodes uh, of our show love it love it love it is this your first time doing a marvel recap with us
3: uh yeah which is like absolutely appalling. Really? Wait. So on, I'm glad um... to be in the saddle with No you I feel guys. like he
1: Didn't you do She Hulk with us? Yeah I feel like you did She Hulk. Oh yeah.
0: actually yeah whoops yeah,
1: <laughs> <you go>. everybody <laughs> forgot about She Hulk. <laughs>
2: Oh,
0: yes.
1: Well listen, we got we got a we got a new person. We got uh we got a virgin to the Salam nerd family uh and wow. we're going to sacrifice him to, Ooh, to wow. the uh, <laughs> Eid Mubarak. <Rebaric. laughs> oh, speaking of which, I know this is our episode is a day late. That's because yesterday was Eid and we decided to let everybody hang out with their family. So we did not do an episode last night. Uh so we're doing it today. But we want to welcome our friend. Uh we're going to have I, I know it's not Adam. It's Adome. A dome. Adome. Adome. Okay, Adome. Yeah. Adome. I know. I'm it's dyslexic. Like Adome. Adome.
2: Adome. Adome, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? My name's Adam Cooper. I'm here's Cooper from Cleveland, Ohio. I uh, went to school in Michigan, living here in Washington, D.C., working at State with Rosie. We talk diplomacy and nerd stuff all the time, so that's how we got involved with this. I have to say, it's pretty it's pretty dope to have all these comic book storylines. I used to read when I was a kid and beg my parents to take me to the comic book store, and now there's just all these shows popping out like babies, man. It's like the, the lube you were talking about just made these comic <laughs> shows happen. It's, it's, it's wild.
1: Uh, it's oh, wild. man. That is, that is funny. So, <laughs> by the way, guys, I still don't have my equipment because uh, my flight lost my baggage. So my baggage is somewhere in Nashville with all my podcast podcast equipment, all my chargers for my laptop. So I only have a little bit of, like, laptop battery life (laughs) on my computers so it's a little bit of a mess right now so please bear with us i know uh last monday's episode of the bachelor was not the best quality but hopefully today's a little bit better
0: yeah we're also not going to put ads in any of these uh yeah uh, podcasts that are not of good quality yeah listeners
1: it's not fair to our listeners that they have to listen to actually the ads are probably more clear than us (laughs) should They got some. Just playing the scrolls. Man. Yeah, I Yeah, yeah. Yeah, scrolls fault. Yeah, yeah. It was the scroll episode. They were running the show. Actually, you know what? Let me let me turn off the background music. Maybe that might help us. It it, it it background without background music. It does sound a little awkward, but it might help with the uh, with the with the volume and stuff. You think?
0: Yeah, maybe. We'll Let's see. Let's try
1: it. Let's try it. Cause I like can them. always
0: add the background music in later. So yeah, we can do that.
1: Ah, oh, that's fine. It's fine. The background music is just when there's silence. It's like less awkward. That's the only <laughs> Other than that, there's no reason for it. Don't worry. I'll fix that. <laughs> all right. All right. Listen, we're going to talk about scrolls. We're going to talk about Nick Fury. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. And hopefully I can read my handwriting because I have no idea what the hell I wrote. Uh... You're a doctor. You got it. <laughs> all right. Let's get into it, man. Secret Invasion Episode 2. Uh, general thoughts of this episode because I... Loved it. I don't know what the consensus is, but I was really, really excited. I think this is better than uh, episode one. Uh, my favorite scene is when Nick is opposite Rhodes, and they're just talking at a table, and I'm just like, "Yo, this is this is this is fire right here!" Like just the mm-hmm. back and forth. I just loved it. Um, Adome, why don't you tell us what your overall thoughts of this episode were? Sure. Thanks for letting the
2: Slum Nerd's Virgin go first. I appreciate yes. that. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> uh... So I agree with you. I love the episode. I thought it was a big step up from episode one. I thought they really, the setup, you know, at the end of episode one where, you know, Hill died, that was kind of a cliffhanger, even though I'm still in like this Game of Thrones mindset where if I don't see the body not moving anymore, I don't believe she's actually gone yet. So we did see a coffin, but I'm still not convinced. I don't know. Marvel does some weird stuff, but the scene you're talking about with Nick Fury as someone of African descent, I thought it was very powerful. The two guys going back and forth, but mm. after that scene ended, I was like, Is Rhodey a scroll? I don't know if that's actually mm. him. Yeah,
1: so, I don't know. I don't... Listen, I'm gonna take your advice because I feel like they were they were trying to size each other out and be like, because sometimes, like, I think almost every culture does this. Like, you know, when you're talking to somebody of your culture, even if they don't look like your are your culture, like if they're white passing you still have an idea of whether they're like part of your culture or not. And I kind of felt like maybe that's what Nick Fury was going to do. He's kind of sussing him out. And it was, it was a very interesting conversation. So yeah, I'm very, very excited to hear your thoughts on that. So we'll get to that. That's going to be really exciting. Uh, Rezzy, what about you?
3: Uh, I loved it. I thought it was a great episode. Uh, I think it really, um, infused the paranoia into secret invasion, which is like, I read the comics and I love the comics and, although this is not a direct take from it. I think it does, uh, the comic service in terms of you really don't know who to trust. Right. And so I think that, you know, carried throughout, and I can't wait till we get into the roads and fury exchange. Uh, cause we all know who anyone, you know, anyone who calls uh fury, Nick, they have scroll.
1: Ah, <laughs> true, true. Um, oh, I, I, I did like the fact that, um, what are they gonna say? I just lost my train of thought. Oh, man, something that you said just sprung. We'll get back to it. Uh, Jazz, what about you?
0: So, this was a phenomenal episode. Uh, so many theories you can craft from whatever we just saw. Like, I- I'm just very hyped with it. Uh, I'm trying not to do spoilers right now, just, you know, because we haven't actually given spoiler warning. But yes, we will be spoiling a lot in this episode. And we may be spoiling some future things based on our theories. So let's get into it, man. I'm just hyped. All
1: right, let's get into it. All right. So this episode starts off with us getting introduced to uh, Gavik, who we see as a young child. And, you know, there are a bunch of refugees that come here looking for a home. And basically Nick Fury comes up to them and he goes, I give you my word, you know, that I'm going to help you find a home. But he was like, you know, You put on these faces and you become these spies for me. If you do that, I will find you a home. And Nick Fury is like training these people, and we see that he doesn't really keep his promise. And thirty years, bro, thirty years. Like I'm on the side of of Gavik. Like I'd be mad too. Thirty years. And you know that these uh, scrolls age differently than humans. So Mm -hmm. like for them, even though they're like child, they mature faster. I guess so and he lost his parents in like the great war with the kree uh so it looks like you know there is some history between nick fury and gavik and we get to see a little bit of that background um wanted to get your thoughts on that uh adom what were your thoughts about that backstory
2: so i thought there was one actually thing missing from it that they haven't covered yet i know it's like a limited series but they haven't covered exactly how the scrolls managed like being in and out of the blip i mean talos uh, earlier, I mean, later in the episode, talked about you know, when you were gone, nothing happened. But when I'm assuming that all the Skrulls got snapped like everybody else, and when they came back, their lives must have been very different because they're obviously refugees. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know, the part about the Skrulls being on Earth was really interesting because Fury has been away for a minute. Like, if you remember in Spider Man, um, Far From Home, everyone thought in the whole movie that was Fury, but it was actually Talos in, in impersonating Fury. So, right, it's interesting. Fury's kind of not really kept his promises with anybody, and then if you go back to at the end of Endgame, it's when the when Fury was snapped, he was calling Captain Marvel. There's a big gap of time between then and when the scroll's around in the 90s. So I'm hoping for some more flashbacks to see kind of what actually happened with that. And I have so many thoughts about Gravic and
1: Fury's relationship, which I'll, I'll leave till the end.
0: Ah, uh, okay. you had my same theory.
1: So so Razzy, uh, I just remembered what I thought about when I, what I was going to say. Uh, you mentioned the comics, the Secret Invasion comics. Uh, yeah. The director, Ali Sethi, I think the showrunner, uh, Ali Sethi, no, that's a that's singer. That's I, Ali like, Saleem. Ali Saleem. Like, no. Ali okay. Saleem. He said he actually didn't read the comics. So he, so he did was not, told not to. Yeah, told he was not told to, not to. Yeah. yeah, he was told yeah. not to read the comics. So I'm very curious about like how different it's going to be from the comics. So for what you've seen so far, uh, how would you rate this against the comic? Like Where do you think is going based on what the comics had?
3: Uh, they're so different I mean there's I, I don't even know how to like compare the two because they're just like two parallel like uh, like perpendicular tracks in terms of like the direction that they're going I think this both of them have the same paranoia like you don't know who's a scroll, but um, what like fast forward to later in the episode um, where they don't want to weaponize the Avengers and that's why they're not in this that's actually what happens in Secret Invasion like the Avengers, like some of her scrolls, right? So I'm actually probably wearing a t-shirt where half of them are scrolls. So yeah. I mean, I'm wearing the Avengers, right? The Avengers t-shirt. I'm pretty sure yeah. like half of these guys are scrolls. So I don't know. I mean, like, I think the the comics was, was pretty solid. And I mean, I loved it. So anyone who wants to, you know, dig into the source material, go at it. Uh, one other thing was they had talked about like uh, essentially recruiting child soldiers. <laughs> I was yeah. What like, uh, on the they, nose? <laughs> called the Child Soldier Protection Act. Uh, so I, I don't. I guess they didn't really care about that. So, but when he said, "You keep your word, and I'll keep mine," and the episode's called "The Promise," clearly a promise is broken here.
1: Yeah, Jazz. What are your thoughts on the broken promise? Uh,
0: I mean, I'm with the scrolls on this one. <laughs> like, 30 years. I mean, I know maybe they may have looked at other planets, and then it would be the same problem we have here, like the dominant life form isn't a fan of outsiders like again we're, we can barely tolerate each other in this world uh like as fury said right i think that problem may have also been happening on other planets and that's why they haven't found a home for them yet uh but still 30 years is a very long time for the promise um as a dome mentioned earlier uh i don't think they're giving us the full history behind uh fury and Gravik. in fact we'll get to the theory shortly because it's it opens up a whole new layer to this puzzle that we have in the show
1: all right all right let's 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 dive into that uh i know you mentioned the stuff that fury says on the train that is another fantastic scene and he he dives into you know segregation and basically you know how he used to ride the train with his mom to detroit and whenever he used to tell uh, his mom wanted to find out, you know, what he's going to say, she would ask him. And then based on how outrageous the lie was, she would know whether he was like lying or not. So they would play this game called like, tell me something I don't know. Uh, and that's where we find out that while Fury was gone, Talith was like, Yo scrolls uh come through. <laughs> and they did. And he didn't bother to tell anybody that like, millions of scrolls are now here in the in the Amer- uh not America in but world, on yeah. earth. Yeah. Um Adome, what are your thoughts on the train ride conversation? I feel like that was really really one of the one of the better dialogues in this episode. Mm-hmm. So
2: when they were talking about um, going back to Rossi's point about how the director was told not to read *Secret Evasion*, they had also said that this series was born out of the relationship between Talos and Fury, and the the chemistry between Ben Mendelsohn and Samuel Jackson. I thought the scene fully, um, you know, just put that on blast and made that very easy to like, consume. What I really liked about it was the fact that you have Fury, who clearly has lived through some shit—use my language—lived really through some shit as a Black American, yeah. explaining Ross, this to fine, this explaining, podcast. Explaining, explicit. You explaining can this like to. You. We we're talking about Lube early. I don't know why. I apologize. <laughs> um, a Black American explaining segregation and you know discrimination, all this stuff to a refugee, and he says something great point. He said, "You know, the host dictates the terms of the visitation." And I was like, "Yeah, damn Fury, like you were gone for a minute. Like I, you can't just be talking like that to Talos." And then Talos comes back two seconds later, and he's like. Yeah, there are a million of us here, and then he went into, his, "You lost your reptilian ass mind. Like, what, are you, what are you like?" You know, <laughs> like and he came, and then he kicked them off the train. Uh, but one last thing I'll say is, like, if you remember the beginning of that scene when mm. the cops are coming through to check the car looking for Fury, and Tails is impersonating i I'm assuming she's Russian, this you know, yeah, this, yeah. this white with white woman, and she says to the cops, "You know, black man on the, the train from Moscow to Warsaw, you're more likely to see an alien." Lo and behold. He's an alien talking He's <laughs> hiding a black guy in the back. I was like, this is so many layers. This is is
1: so fantastic. Good. So what you're telling me, if Talos' real power is white privilege. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, going back to what you were saying before about the, you know, when, when they talked in the 90s, when he said, all right, you're going to, when Fury said, you're going to adopt the permanent face. You know, Gravit chose a black guy. Talos chose a white guy. Like, Ooh. I mean, Ooh. There's, there's layers yeah. there.
0: Oh, you want to talk about the theory I have? Because you just mentioned for something very important.
2: Yeah, Yeah. go for it, Jess. Yeah, Yeah, go for
0: it. Fuck, we're taking Why did Gravik choose a black guy? And here's my theory behind it I think Nick Fury adopted him as a son.
2: With his wife that we see at the end. Yeah. Whoa! Gravik
0: is his adopted son. And this is why this fight is so personal for him.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. Nailed it. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's and it. And
0: it ties everything together, why he's the way he oh, yeah. is. It parallels the relationship between Talos and Gaia. Like, this is also going to be a show where it's parents and their kids. You know how we always, like, conflict with each other? This is going to be a generational way of freaking things out. It's going to be a beautiful burn, and I can't wait for this. And I can yes. add that, is my theory.
2: that. Yeah, no, I think you're all right, and it's interesting because this show was built. As like, you know, they casted Amelia Clark as Talos' daughter, and they thought it was about their relationship. But I actually think this, you're right on the point. I think it's more about Gravik and Fury than uh, Talos and uh, Gaia. Mm-hmm.
1: Damn, that's really good. I want to go to the comments real quick. Uh, Ruby says uh, Olivia Coleman also pwned. Oh, we're going to yes. get into that. Yes. We'll get into that. Uh, a million, is not that much. I was surprised. There's like no room for that many. It's a whole ass planet. Yeah, I mean, okay, fair. Uh, Just
0: Greenland, problem solved. Uh,
1: there's a lot of places where New they can Asgard. survive.
3: New Asgard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I I we talked about that in the last episode. I we know were you like did. that that's like did, super yeah. unfair. Um and Fury is giving unreliable narrator Fury is the king of unreliable narrator. Like yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um and then she says because Vara was there too with him to introduce him. Yes, Vara was there uh, when, which uh, I'm they first introduced uh, Garrick. Though yeah. yes, very Vara true. Vara
0: is the scroll that we see at the end that's Fury's wife. Mm. In fact, they adopted Gravik together. Damn, that's all part of theory. Calling it now,
1: I, I, I mean, mean, she wasn't. I, think
2: think that, she
3: had... I, I think, I think his wife is actually abducted. And I think I think I think she's actually on graphic side. So I think the I think it's what well we can get out that later. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Okay. No, that's your theory. Let's hear it, man. Let's go for it. All right. Yeah. know.
3: I think it's, so. When, like the end scene, they show um, a scrawl, and then it turns into a black woman, which is his wife. And I I mean my my theory is that you know uh, they abducted his wife, and um, you know just to like get a pulse on fury and where he is, what he's doing, what he's thinking. I mean, who better to know you than your spouse or your partner? And so I think, like, I, I really think that there's going to be that reveal later on. I mean, maybe it might be something of, cho- of of a choice with Vara, but I we haven't heard from her or seen her. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in this show. I mean, that's, I again, like the whole paranoia about the show. This I, That's what I love about it so far.
1: So. How is somebody's significant other letting them be in space for five years? <laughs> like, is it like a Black Mirror thing where they're the droid of Ethaniel uh, there? What an LMD! <laughs> like, what if she
3: wasn't blipped? What if they swiped swapped her during the blip?
1: Oh, they
2: swapped. And her they got rid the of I'm sure they swapped a lot of when people she came during back? the blip. Yeah, right, I don't, right, I don't right. think that's Vara. Yeah, I don't actually think that's Vara because if you, if you, I, I, re, I watched it twice because I thought we were doing this yesterday. And at the beginning, Vara takes a permanent skin that's a white woman. And at the end, it's a black
1: woman in the house. So I don't think that she would have switched. All right, all right. Let's just say it's unvarified who she oh. is at the moment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, sir. I see you. I see you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yes. to hold that one in? My goodness. All right. All right. All right. So basically, Nick Fury was like, God damn, you brought so many people here. Like, like, we can't live together. Even humans can't live together. And as a black man, it's like, yes, that has so many layers. Totally agree. Uh, but then we switch over and we see the funeral of Maria Hill. And I kind of want to believe that it's... Uh, it's really her she's dead because they seem to have put a lot of emphasis on it they gave her a nice little ceremony and then we see her mom elizabeth who was like make sure it's not worth like uh not for nothing and you know if she ends up not being dead then it's like kind of is not for nothing so it's kind of like maybe a meta way for the show to say yeah guys she's dead um which doesn't mean we won't see her again There can be they can be prequels they can be flashbacks we might still see her but I think she is dead, in, in my opinion. But who knows? You never know. Um, I agree. All right. Uh, how about the scene where Gavik goes in to the room of the council, and they all happen to be like prime ministers of countries and stuff? That was ri- wild. Rezi, what was your opinion on that?
3: Uh, well, first of all, we got like the UK prime minister. We have the NATO secretary general. Uh, we have Fox News. <laughs> Shooter McGavin is in the room. know <laughs> <laughs> and I were talking about that earlier. You got so Shooter funny. McGavin in the room, and then and then the other reps I think are Russia, India, China, maybe or Japan. Um, so uh, like first they start out with like like you know oh like your love for wine and human taste and you know it's like uh, well it's better than being a dog right and then he's actually I prefer dogs so like that dog analysis like damn. Um, you know, it, it just started going in that direction, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think just like, you know, you picture these things and, you know, either one, like out in the open, like the G7 or, you know, uh, the UN actual, uh, the United Nations, uh, security council, but then like, <clears throat> I'm sure there are always these behind the doors, uh, closed, uh, you know, situations like this as well. So. It was a lot. I was I was a little bit surprised to see something like this, but also like giddy with my whole like uh, policy nerddom.
1: Yeah. So how, the power dynamics. And I'm sure I did it too. In in that room, the power dynamics. Did that make sense to y'all? Is it like because like wouldn't there was only one person who took Gavin's side, and it seemed like they were the most powerful, and everyone kind of just got in line with them. Was that because of their place in the Uh, Council or was it in their place in like the UN and in the world where they really are?
3: I think it's more of the Skrull Council that they were establishing or had established. I think it's kind of the hierarchy that they have there. I don't think it's necessarily because you wouldn't actually have like, I mean, this seemed like an oddball mix of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know who this, you know, essentially the Fox News guy was. I mean, that that was like the most random uh, occurrence. Like it probably was like a senator or something, but like they didn't give any title. So it's just like an unnamed political like American, so which is like that wouldn't be the case. So they just like are grabbing people.
1: Um, yeah. So people are saying that the president of the United States might also be a scroll. That's another theory that's probably they out there. Yeah, uh, but one of the scrolls decides not to join um, whatever they're doing in their plan, and they make uh, Gavik the scroll general, and they're. Sh- not on board, but he lets them, let her leave. And then she goes and she calls somebody on the phone and kind of lets them know what's going on. Uh, what do you think is happening there? You think she is someone who is going to be a player later on?
3: Let's take uh, a step back. So they sure. had, they, they started. So she, her name was Shirley. I guess she was Indian or South Asian. I was right. like, go, shout out to the South Asian standing Woo-hoo. up, uh, yeah, to right. the oppressors. The only ones with a uh, spine. Exactly. So, um, you know, she said, "I fear each of you have forgotten your history. That we didn't end up homeless refugees because we were unwilling to wage war. We ended up uh, homeless refugees because we were too willing, right? And so it's like kind of the, you Damn. know, just running into battle, right? I, I just it was it, it definitely, you know, that exchange was was quite quite something, and like clearly like he had control over the people in the future, and she was really concerned about that because um, she saw the the de- the lengths he was willing to go." Um, to basically take over the planet
1: Mm, very good all right Um, so then what we see is we go back into you know a conference and we see our homie road roadie there and he is talking to the council and something I noticed is that a few people in that council were wearing green and you notice that some of the people that wore green might be scrolls. you think that might be a little bit of a reference? Like throw a random green in here now and there to see who's going to uh, scroll? A little color he was coding? <laughs> yeah, see who's paying attention? I thought that was funny. Are they all Pakistani? Uh, there was one Pakistani, I though. I did see that. There was Pakistani in that one. room, yeah. We saw that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's all right, cool. Great. We're representing. I, represent. I love it. Are, are Pakistani scrolls? Because their flag is green. I don't know. <laughs> the whole country is scrolls. <laughs> that's where the two million went. <laughs>
0: Yo, it wouldn't even be that hard to do that in Karachi or like. Not a bad any, place to
1: hide, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Imran Khan is a scroll. <laughs> I, wouldn't be surprised. I believe it. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, but what did you guys think about the way Rohde was acting? Like he was saying things about like carpet bombing, and I've never heard him speak that way before. And I was like, is this really the Rhodes we know? What's going on with him?
0: Okay, so, yes, the obvious theory is that he's a Skrull, right? Right. But let me remind you that uh, when we were talking about his suit back in, what was it, Iron Man 3? Yeah. He was like, yeah, we're not going to call it the defense blah, 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 whatever it was. He's calling it, We're calling it the... Uh, Iron Patriot. I, yeah, Iron Patriot or like war or something. And I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I get it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you know, the carpet bombing thing, I'm just like... I can kind of see that being part of his personality to begin with Mm. but there were other instances of his personality that really threw me off
1: yeah the thing is like rhodi has always been a toe the line kind of like by the books follow the government kind of person but he's also someone who believes that like you know let's change the government from the inside so like you still see that bit of him um adon what are your thoughts about rhodi like where do you think he's at
2: so whenever we see, like, I wouldn't consider Rhodey a side character, but we haven't really seen him. I don't think he's been in any, anything since Falcon and Winter Soldier, like the first episode when he was with right. Sam. And they were giving back the shield. We haven't seen him since. So, you know, Armor Wars got turned from, a, I think, from a TV show into a movie or vice versa. I don't remember how they switched it. But it's been a minute since we've seen Rhodey. And you're, you're right, Jazz. It's a little bit different seeing him in this element. And I was thinking yeah. to myself, okay, he's talking about carpet bombing, Slovakia, and then he's, you know, very aggressive with Fury, calling him Nick there's definitely something off with of him. I'm not totally convinced he's a scroll, but this is not the same roadie that we saw back, like
1: at the end of Endgame when they, you know, when they buried Tony, he's very different. Yeah. The other thing is if he's a scroll and they say that he's been a scroll for a long time, it would completely ruin Endgame because you see him be so emotional with Tony dying. Like that would be a slap in the face to that scene really, you know, so I would hate for that to happen. Um, but also, he could, have like been a... could have been yeah, replaced. Yeah, you could have been replaced after, after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So being held
2: like... hostage somewhere. Yeah, I think that's more believable.
1: Yeah. I think so
3: too. We took it all.
0: We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see.
2: We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become?
0: Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2.
2: Play it now with Game Pass.
1: Ruby said it did sound a bit harsh, but I was debating whether he's been uh, politicized. You know, you lie down with dogs, uh, you rise with fleas. I was like, all right, that that makes sense. That makes sense. So we'll see. Yeah,
0: well, I think really the scenes that came after uh, in the bar, yeah. that's where you truly got a feel for her you know who he is and you know uh going back to what you were saying earlier in the podcast where like you know you see two people of the same culture talking like that to size each other up yeah this was 100 percent fury trying to figure out if he's a scroll or not and i think fury got his answer
1: yeah i i I don't i'd really like to hear your thoughts on this because uh i've never heard uh Roddy's really say brother or stuff like that in a conversation with anyone else in the whole series and this was a very much like you know like like race is not something that's like was ignored in this entire episode it's a part of this show and like they're using it as a vehicle to to tell the larger story uh and i think that's really fascinating but i really want to get your thoughts
2: yeah so one big thing here is that if you remember what roadie says he says you know i volunteered to come fire you yeah. That, that really stuck out to me because you know, as we know in corporate American working spaces they're traditionally you know controlled by white supremacy. Whenever something's ba- bad is going to happen to a person of color, what's the playbook? You send another you send person, person of, of color, color to go you. do it. right? Yep. So the fact that Rhodey volunteered, I was like, mm, I'm not sure if Rhodey would actually volunteer to do this. I mean, you got to remember, Captain America is black now because Sam Wilson has taken up the mantle. So would you volunteer to go fire Sam? I mean, I, I, I don't know about that, but there was another thing that struck me in the conversation earlier when um, Fury was talking, he said to Rhodey, you know, you trust your security detail? He was like, What if I told you they were all spies? Rhodey really didn't react in a way that I thought he would. He was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, if you say so, I'm not really a proven threat. I'm aware of this girl. It's not, not that big of a deal. I kind of expected him to be like a little more on edge and also be looking for like his yeah. exit because after that, he yeah. just like called the guy in and was like, the car is ready. And I was like, Something's really off here. Wait, mm.
0: how how did Rhodey know about all the scrolls fifteen years he,
2: ago? Yeah, right. He mentioned So, he got exactly. a briefing, so like, fifteen got a
1: years ago would be Iron Man two, and yeah. I don't know. It just sounds a little funny to me. He
2: wasn't
0: even a Avenger yeah.
1: at that point. Like, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah.
0: we don't even know the timing of like when the scrolls were first revealed to anybody. Like, I feel like. You know, Nick Fury knew about him, obviously, for obvious reasons. But then, like, how did all these other people come to know about it in the government 15 years ago, when right now we see them infiltrating the government and no one has any idea?
1: Well, the government was mostly Hydra back then, too. (laughs) I mean, sure, sure, but did Hydra know? Like,
3: I don't know. I mean, it puts it at 2010, which would be, like, two years before the invasion of New York, right? So you have this, like, period. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So And that's the thing. Tony didn't know about alien threats until it yeah, happened right. in yes. the first that's Avengers right. movie. You're
2: right.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah how did right, they Jazz.
2: know?
1: Yeah. Right. Lots of questions, right? Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they also talked about how, hey, uh why don't you just send the Avengers? And Nick is like, No, that's the last thing we want for them to come there and take over and become the Avengers. And that's is a storyline from the comics is Comic it not book. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah
3: that's yeah. the secret invasion storyline
1: it's kind of convenient how roadie does uh wants the avengers to come and fall for that trap i don't know it's kind of sketch And story literally yo. goes
2: through the the scenario he says like you know why is so it come down duplicate everybody and you all become terrorists that's also part of the yeah storyline too so yeah no it's it's interesting yo yeah.
0: that's interesting because then i remember at some point in the episode like, in the council meeting, when they asked, hey, aren't you worried about the Avengers? And then Graphic was like, you think I haven't thought about that already? Yeah. Rhodey's the spy in the Avengers. That's crazy.
2: I have so yeah. many theories about his plan, too. We can talk about that later, but yeah. That's...
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, like, couldn't Rody also call the Avengers? Because in in the beginning of Endgame, Rody was part of that council with Scarlet, yeah. uh, you know, not Scarlet, but uh, Scarlet Johansson. And, um... Uh, Captain Marvel and rocket where they were all like, they were part of the group. that was taking care of everything. They were
3: in in the blip.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. It's The other thing is, and I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier. um, Just sizing up. They were talking about how, you know, mediocre white men have these powers. Alexander
0: pierces. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That was such a good Iron Man 3
1: callback. Great name drop. Oh man. That was so good. And they talk about that. We we didn't get here. because of our daddies, another little like race drop and stuff like that. Um, i no, calling out Stark. Yeah. yeah we... Oh yeah. That's true. Also. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even catch that. Uh, but like, I don't know. I feel like roadie though, he did agree with that. He didn't seem to have the empathy behind it when, when he replied back, um, you know, like, I don't know. It was, it was a very strange conversation. It didn't, I don't know. I, I don't. You tell me. Did it seem like two black guys having a conversation, or did it seem like one is impersonating a black guy and the other one is trying to figure him out?
2: That's a fair point. If you remember back, you know, in Spider-Man Far From Home, you know, Talos was impersonating Fury, so we had to act in a certain way. You kind of see this here again. But for me, I think of it. It's layered, right? Because you have two people of African descent that work for the United States, you know, military complex or empire, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And they're I'm in Europe. Like they're in Europe. Right. So there's also that layer of it, so they can't blend in anywhere. And then Rody has his entourage and Fury is essentially a fugitive. So this conversation between the two of them, Fury clearly wanted to talk. And I think I don't know if the jazz or Deezer mentioned earlier how he was trying to size him up. I think Fury called this conversation to see where Rody was in the situation, if he was a scroll or not. And I think you're right. He did get his answer. I, I think Rody is a scroll.
0: Yeah, because right after, you know, Fury left that scene uh you see him like wincing like he's tired or like you know he's exhausted yeah. i don't think he's like physically exhausted i think he's just, like god damn even roadies a scroll
1: yeah Shit, i think you r-
0: telling the truth about everything like yeah like, i think yeah, that's what right. it occurred to him like jazz. just how bad it
1: is
3: yeah, yeah i i rewatched that scene and I, I was wondering what was going on I jazz you're on point here
1: yeah yeah all right um I know uh Ruby mentioned this earlier, but Olivia, Olivia Coleman, uh she comes into this refrigerator <laughs> and just like mm-hmm. cut this dude's finger off <laughs> and like, yep, her, he's it. a scroll. I was like, what if he wasn't <laughs> like? <laughs>
0: Um, I, that's was her name sonia fallsworth like yeah Sonya fallsworth.
1: Yo, yeah it was so bad and she was like where's the escape hatch and she was like yep she knew everything that was happening she knew who was coming to get him she knew how much time she had she knew she was giving him that serum was that serum the same thing um in uh captain Amer- uh captain america and the winter soldier because didn't they have a truth serum at the no. end of that
0: no, this is Extremis from Iron Man 3. Extremis from Iron Man 3. Yeah. Oh, or that's Berger. what they
1: gave him. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah.
0: Maybe. That's what's causing him to boil up on the inside. Like, you know how in Iron Man 3, they were like, you know, able to shoot like fire or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is that same serum, but his body isn't exactly ready for it because you do have to prep for it to like, truly get the Extremis power. Mm. That's what that was. So this is a really cool callback all the way to Iron Man 3 because, you know, quite frankly... I didn't like Iron Man Three that much. But after this episode, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Iron Man Three was so important in this whole thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and this wasn't the only reference to that, but I don't want to get to it yet. yeah, uh, we'll get to
0: that shortly. Yeah.
1: So they basically uh rescue this guy and he's the guy that was going, I'm American, I'm American, while they're like <laughs> arresting him. So he he gives up the information because they put all this like, you know, whatever in him. She interrogates him and then she makes a run for it. Right. Uh, And then they try to figure out, like, you know, what did he tell her? And then as they're driving, they realize that the one of their safe houses is being like, you know, broken into. They realize he gave away information and they go out and kill him. And I was like yo it's hard out here for these spies man it is it's hard to find who's the good person who's a bad person because it kind of feels like everyone's a bad person uh what are your thoughts
3: yo so i think the interrogation and computer scene need to be like seen side by side i'm glad they did that because it, it combined it helps you to understand the plot direction um you have you know this guy give up the fact that like they're building a machine to make us stronger Switch over to the computer. You see Groot. You see uh, Call Obsidian's hand. You see yep. Extremis, um, and we see and uh, the Frost Beast. Well, yes. I don't know what that. I don't know where that came. there are
2: four for a reason. I'll, I'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So the so, Frost Beast is from. It's from the Dark World.
3: Yeah, it's from Thor's yeah, yeah. world. It's but but like, War. where did how did, they, how did they how did they find it on in
0: Oh, so, so in Thor of the Dark World, there was like an invasion. Slightly, like there was something opened up. you mean, the elves, dark elves. No, and so, yeah, that that was definitely (laughs) Thor the Dark World. Um, the Uh, elves did open up something, and then it was Jane Foster and Thor who shut it down in London. He shut it down, yeah, yeah, like all these portals were opening. There were four of
3: them, that's right, that's right, that's
0: right. Yeah, there were four beasts that came through, and this is one of them. Yeah, all right, let's talk talk about the elephant
1: in the room. Let's talk about the elephant in the room super scrolls super that, yeah yes, buddy indeed. yeah buddy Indeed. so it makes it like the super scroll i believe in the comics i could be wrong where basically they would get the powers of the fantastic four right. uh and i feel like in this it's very similar because osidian was this person who was like you know big and like tough like the thing and then groot can stretch which is like mr mm. fantastic yep. the uh extremist they burn, and I guess the frost giant can turn to ice, which maybe is similar yeah. to uh, Invisible, you know, Invisible in? Woman.
2: You nailed I don't it. know. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I feel like that's where they're going with this. So I think we're going to get a Super Scroll, and I think Gavik is going to turn into the Super oh, Scroll. Oh, Gavik. I mean,
3: there are oh, Gavik like, for sure is, yeah.
1: pictures
0: yeah. online of him doing the Groot thing with his hand. Like yeah, they robot. gave that away. Oh, I didn't see that.
1: they gave away.
3: Oh, did yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. oh yeah. why yeah. did they do that? That's so annoying. Yeah. I know, yeah, bro.
0: I know. I
3: mean, like, before I was like, oh, it's a Super Scroll. But now like connecting it with Groot i'm like oh yeah it's just Groot's hand so yeah. yeah and but like the super Skull, like each of their you know appendages is yeah. like a power right and so like I-, I can't wait to see like all four powers kind of fused into one so this would be crazy
1: that's crazy I don't know I, I'm, I'm excited I, I, I'm really I want to see where this goes uh, but when I saw the Super Scroll thing I got I got really excited I, I love the yeah. Super Scrolls storyline Edom, what
0: were you going to say with that
1: yeah so this is another easter egg with Fantastic Four they keep giving us these
2: like with Kang and other things um, mm-hmm. so with this the, Rozzy nailed it the they had the four powers so the original I'm really into like the comic book on scrolls. so the original, the original Super Scroll, his name was Clerk, and he actually had all four powers of the Fantastic Four and he was able to beat them and then he was able to take those powers and like make them into other ones to give all these other super skulls their power so he has the original four so that's why we saw the stretching the fire the invisibility stuff on the computer when um i think guy was looking at it to kind of yeah. he egg like hey we're not going to exactly steal the fantastic Four's powers we're going to take ones that are eerily similar yeah Gravik is going to either have just the one that we saw in the trailer or i actually think he's going to have all four He's I been, think he's all four. To have version, he's gonna have this version. be the version of Clerk, yeah, because he's the one in charge. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: What about Gaia though? Well, what's her deal? What are your thoughts about her? You you think she is a double triple agent? You think she's just you know trying to play both sides, or she's having a change of heart? Like, where do you think she's going, uh, Rezi, You want to talk about that?
3: Yeah, I think she's de- like when when she's at the steering wheel. I mean, clearly she has a reaction when. Uh, that other scroll is taken out and killed. So I think she's starting to crack. I think she saw a hero or savior, and clearly, like, she sees him who he truly really is, which is just a murderer.
1: So, yeah.
3: yeah. Dude, I, don't I work for I with that.
1: What was that? Oh, what are you going to say, Jess?
0: I think she knows exactly what she's doing, and I don't think she's cracking. I think she's just going to be a bad person.
1: Ooh, I don't know I can't see mm-hmm. her as a bad person only only because she has this like moment with uh, uh, what's her name Monica Rambeau uh, when she was a child like they're both connected they were both like sweet children uh, I and, I like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like yeah I
3: forgot about that too
1: And I feel like they were people who like I just give like a a moment like where like they're both good people. I don't know to me. And like I also noticed how like Olivia, um, not Olivia, what's her name? Um, uh, The girl, no, who plays Gaia? Amelia Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Yeah. yeah. So like those not she wears contact. Those are not her real eye colors, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in the end of Miss Marvel, uh, not Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, she she tells her don't change your eyes. Your eyes are beautiful. And I feel like that's like a, I feel like they might reference that somehow. I don't know. I, I, they were the you really good the moment.
0: Represents like, uh, represent like if she's on the bad side and then when she takes them off, she's a good person or something.
1: I think so. I feel like part of it is like that. She's a good person. I don't know, but we'll see, but I don't know with Gaia. Um Adon, what were you going to say?
2: No, I think she's definitely having like a crisis of character given the fact that when we, we when we met her, she found out her mom had died and then she kind of talked to her dad and if you remember in the end of the first episode she kind of tried to warn her dad about the attack even though she fully didn't like stop it from happening i don't know if yeah. she didn't know what graphic was going to do but i think she's just kind of in, in the middle now where it's kind of like i've gone too far but i can't really yeah. turn back now because if i do i might actually end up getting myself killed but when she was snooping on the computer that was clearly like i don't know what's going on here and i need to find out why because. I remember back in that scene where they they were showing like the machine of how the Super Scrolls get or we're assuming that's how they get created. Mm-hmm. She was literally like in the background, like, "Let me like snoop and see what's back here, even no, though I shouldn't be." Yeah, back yeah. Here. So, maybe she's getting yeah. that information to pass off to her dad again. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, she could have already passed it off because
0: they did show her making a call. Uh, mm. dirt, like right after that, when they rescued the other scroll she did make a call because she was telling the other guy, "I'm gonna go ba- out back and."
1: You oh, know. you're right. You're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But again, that's exactly that. why
0: I don't believe she's a good person.
1: Maybe there's like a third player or a third team that she's a part yeah. of. Yeah, like it's Mr. not fin- a third team. Fantastic four. I think, I think she
0: just, <laughs> she's definitely trying to play both sides, but I think she knows where her allegiance is. And if she was trying to play both sides, right, she could have made a lot more of an effort to stop what happened there. She didn't.
1: Mm, i think she
0: knows where she's at she's gathering enough info to protect herself in case something goes off yeah as like a bargaining chip but that's it
1: Mm, yeah ruby's saying the same thing in the comments she was like uh i was wondering if we were going to get any answers whether she played them on purpose about the backpacks to this point i think it's a little ambiguous right now whether she played them on purpose or not um i don't know I kind of felt like at the end of the last episode that she played them, but now I kind of feel like no, maybe she didn't play them. So it's a little bit up in the air. She she is a wild card at the moment, I would say. She is. Totally. Um, I'm loving this show. Because of that. um, Do you you think her mom is really dead? Yes. Yeah, I think so. They've mentioned it like five times. I know, they mentioned it a lot. So, I don't know, but that would be a surprise to me too. And that's clearly
2: so, driving Talos' mission so far. The fact that she's dead. I don't think yeah. if she had died he'd be acting like he's been acting.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. this is
0: both the, you know, parent story. Like, hey, we're going to bring our kids back to the good side because they have both went off on the deep end.
1: Ooh, this is very like Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but man. you remember what happened that in that, be so much in that series? Like that. Yeah. yeah. I know what I must do but I don't know if I have the strength. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man all right and then at the end of the episode we see Nick Fury uh go back to this house and turns out homie is married and they play the uh Otis song which uh, I know from the Kanye uh remix but like I I, the original is is just as good but I was feeling that and I was like Reading
0: is so good I love uh, his music yeah oh
1: my god and then um yeah it turns out homie has got a wife. He's got a. He puts the he puts the ring back on, and uh, the episode ends. What are your thoughts with uh, Samuel L. Jackson being married? So I think it's really funny because
2: in I think it's Winter Soldier when um, he gets attacked by Hydra in the street and he goes to Sam's. I mean, um, Captain America's apartment. Um, you know, he's like, oh, you know, my <laughs> oh, wife I left spat me. That with my wife, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we're all like, oh, that must be a joke. But like, what? What if the shoe is real? Like, he actually <laughs> I was, I was like on fight with his wife, like at the worst possible time. So, I think it's really interesting that we've never seen him talk about his family, other than that when he was talking to Cap before he had been killed yeah. in, in the Winter Soldier. So, I don't know. I think it's it's crazy to think that he would have had a partner this whole time, just sitting there waiting for him. So, I think. His partner, like Raji was saying earlier, his partner probably got abducted because there was no reason for a scroll squ- to adopt a permanently, you know, full melanin skin mm-hmm. to, b- to be with him for yeah. no reason. That doesn't make any sense to me, other than to raise Gravic in a Because I thought about this why else would Gravic choose a permanent skin that's th- that looks like mine? Because he was yeah. around people like that for, yeah.
0: a, for mm-hmm.
1: life. Very true, very true. I also don't think that uh, she is a scroll. Um, just because I feel like, oh, uh, didn't they show that at the end? What
0: that she that, is a scroll, yeah? She is a scroll.
3: Yeah, oh, she yeah.
1: is a scroll. Oh, she's yeah, she's I mean, a scroll. We just don't know which Skrull. that
3: permanent scroll you meant like uh, from the beginning, right? Oh, the, you know
1: what, what I meant to say. is like, uh, the part that confused me about her being a scroll is like, I feel like Samuel Jackson should have fought a little harder for their people if uh if he's married to a scroll. Yeah, just I agree. Right? Yeah, I don't,
3: know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think agree. I think she's taken in the blip. Uh, I,
1: yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she was taken in the blip. Yeah.
0: I'm convinced he's always been married to her. They raised Gravic. The reason he can't find them a home is because he wants to keep her here.
1: Whoa, that'd be shady. Oh. That's, that's shady. That, that's up. That's, yeah, that's
2: yeah
0: it is, up. and that's why it's gonna hurt so much knowing that Samuel L. Jackson caused all of the or sorry nick fury caused all this to happen because he was being selfish to begin with it's
3: such a nick Uh, fury move though
0: yeah (laughs) it is a nick fury move that's what i'm saying this whole thing happened because he was selfish and the reason all these people are dying was because he wasn't being
1: honest about everything oh he better apologize to her i'm sorry jackson oh okay well we got a lot of theories uh on this episode so we'll see uh which ones come out to be true and which ones come out to be uh false we'll see i think that's the fun part of this this show you're just it keeps you guessing and you don't know what's going on and i think there's going to be a lot of surprises uh we haven't even seen all the surprises yet and there's there's rumors of people that are part of other shows that might show up. Uh, yeah. Very, very curious about that. don't want to give spoilers away, nice. um, even though it's in some of the trailers, but we'll see. Um, all right. Overall, we talked about his thoughts. Anything we didn't go over? Anything else we want to uh, capture before we, we wrap up?
3: I love what he oh. said. I'm Nick Fury. Even when I'm out, I'm in
1: oh my cringe. god i hated that line i loved it that
2: yeah, was so I good no, no you know what's missing though. No, you know what's missing he leaned over and said motherfucker that's yes that was that's, what was missing. <laughs> that's what yeah, he said.
1: Yeah, i don't it's, think it's, yeah. i don't i don't think nick uh samuel L. jackson can say any line and make it cringe like each, everything he says just works oh, i didn't like so that i wish I he was like, walking
0: what? out and so like leaning in i was just walked out and said i'm always in like that would have been amazing to me, but like when he said, "Even when I'm out, I'm in," that just was like, "Oh goddamn!"
3: <laughs>
1: that just sounds gangster to me, man. Like, <laughs> even when yeah. I'm out, I'm in. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I think the only thing we didn't touch upon was the fact that, like, in the in the tussle between Roadie and and Fury, was that like he alone could fix it. How many times have we heard that, right? Like, oh, that's, yeah. I mean, we have heard that so many times, right? Like. It's a million, the enemy is a million times more dangerous than Hydra, but they can be vanquished by you alone. So, I mean, it's just like, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think it goes to the Jazz's point that it's a son or adopted son, because that's yeah. the only reason why he would make it his own personal problem.
0: Yeah. He it's could personal. have been back up in space chilling. Why did he do all this? Yeah. yeah. Right? That's true. It's personal for him
1: yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see uh this was a great episode thank you guys for joining us we'll definitely have you get back uh a dome uh where can people find you people might want to find you i don't know if you want them to find you but uh let people know <laughs> if this show has taught me anything
2: no <laughs> yeah
1: so my twitter handle is in the bio
2: it's also my instagram so you can you can find me there um, House i don't know yep i
1: could be a squirrel i could not be so you'll have to find out all uh... right Well, we're always down to hang with Mr. Cooper here. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that before. Never heard that before. (laughs) Listen, man, that was one of my favorite shows. I had to do it. I had to. to. Can I tell you a funny story about that? So, When
2: I I was growing up, I mean, I grew up in a very homogenous white suburb of Cleveland, Ohio and i think i remember what, i can't remember what, what birthday party it was but i told all of my wife friends that that, that was my dad and they, and, they, nice. and they believed me and then i had a birthday party and they were like that's
1: not mr cooper where is he like, no. that's it. so funny they it. didn't know that the actor's name was not cooper it was mark curry <laughs> no no <laughs> no oh man i love that show that show was so good who was the, who was the woman in there because she was so fine i forgot who somebody famous holly robinson right yeah yeah, yeah. I remember now. Oh man, good throwback. All right, man, and Razi, thank you always for coming. You're always find good friends for us, man. You guys are I, awesome.
3: That's what's what I'm here for. Salam nerds for life.
1: Razi is and our scout haram nerds for life.
3: Yo, haram. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yo, haram nerd is starting up, man. Like uh, haram Nerds <laughs> is starting at midnight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, but like, usually those conversations are usually reserved for like our bachelor and reality show content. Cause those get spicy. <laughs> It gets uh, spicy. Yes. Uh, Adom, if you if you don't know, not only do we cover uh, superhero stuff, but we also cover reality TV. So oh, no,
2: I'm actually a big fan of Love Is Blind. I listened to a couple of your guys' episodes. Oh, did you? Oh, oh cool. yeah, 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 yeah. That's
1: oh, even no. better. I love when we bring fans on the show. Yeah, I love it. Yo, Love Is Blind is one of Yo, our. My wife and I <laughs> binge
2: that shit like
1: in like two days every time it comes out. Like it's...
2: it's so good. Oh, it's so good. So bad that right. it's good. Yeah.
1: We, right now <laughs> we, we covered this uh, show about these Afghani women and it's going crazy on the social medias right now. I think that's one of our highest rated episodes. Oh, I episodes. can only imagine. Damn. Wow. Oof, man, but it's funny. I wild. think I need to watch it. It's, uh, it's something. <laughs> it's, it's something. It's always funny if it's not happening to
2: you. That's how yes, at it.
1: yes. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we'll definitely have you guys back. We're going to put you on the list of people we always want back. And uh, that's all we got for today's episode. And until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace. Have a good night.